Recorded live at the Hawk's Nest on the summit in Pataskala, Ohio, this is Garage Days. Underproduced and over the top, I'm your host, Arch Madness. Uh, Great to get the gang back together in the garage, especially uh, with this episode uh, that we have right before us here this evening. This is one that I've been wanting for quite some time. Our very special guest is one of the best young singer-songwriters in rock, and I can say that because it's true. (laughs) Okay, from the band South of Eden, lead singer, Ehab Amran. Ehab, how you doing, my man? I am doing great. Now, I, did, I said the kind. last name. Thank I you. did say the last name. So, like, but, but I'm just saying, I don't, but you're Ehab. Is yeah. this going to be like a sting thing or a share oh, yeah. thing where you kind of just to, keep like, it at... When you, when you play this back, you're mm-hmm. going to be like, yeah, it's Ehab, and then it'll just be bleeped. No, I won't do that. But people won't hear it. They can't know. Not true. Not true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, it's just, but when I see interviews and I've, and I, you know, I, I kind of do my homework. I'm just not sitting here drinking Bush Light all the time <laughs> in this garage, Ehab. Um, when I do my homework, but I, I hear it, no one really, no one's ever said your last name. So I'm, I always thought to myself, I wonder if Ehab's, if that's... That's an interesting. You know, I don't know. It's awesome that you. That you I mean, I'm saw Archie. That. You know. Yeah. Then I kind of went with Arch Madness, so I, I could like have that. like two names. Sickness. You I, know. Maybe I need like a cool last name. That's easy. No, that's cool, man. I, that's. I think it adds to this whole story, man. That's I, th- cool. I think that's. I think that's. I appreciate I you saying that, man. Because it's. I think that's how the movie's going to be made. <laughs> let me. Let me. We're all waiting on the movie, <laughs> right? Yeah, just uh, kind of a little bit better than the Motley Crue one, but. Hey, uh, uh, do you need a bush light? Are you good? I mean, I'll take one. Okay, I'm going to go over. Probably should have done this before I hit record. Oh, look at flight pattern, No Bob. way, dude. Look at flight pattern. I'm oh going to play. I, you're dude, getting your theme song just for that. That's incredible. Here it comes, oh yeah. It's flight pattern, Bob. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. So you're not going to get... There's no planes, folks. He's just... He actually... We did uh, one show. Uh, Ehob, I think Ehob, not to be a dick, Bob, but I think Ehob asked... For one, too. Jesus. I mean, I know beggars can't be choosers, but I don't mean. Oh, yeah. You you know what? You made me me look like a singer, bro. See? No, no. That was on me. Get it. He needs a drink, please. I appreciate you, bro. How about Flight Pattern Bob? Isn't he awesome? He's number one. Studio audience. I want to say hi to Heartland. And uh, we got Night Train Dwayne over there, too. And (laughs) Night Ranger John, not. Not here right now, but we're thinking of him, and we wish him the best. Mm. Bless that man, whoever you are. All right, so, yeah, so anyway, I've watched these interviews, and it's like, man, I want something to be different about this, the first time that you and I, just you and me, get to talk Mm. and and talk about how you are to the point where you are right now and why I said the things I said. But my whole thing is, I'm in my garage. I mean, this is different already. One of the craziest things I heard was your story, and if you, I can't think of the cat's name right now, but I remember watching. It was one of the better interviews I saw, and uh, I'll make sure I give him a, a shout out when I Ross. When I, uh, it was he. You talked about when you came over and yeah, you you yeah. learned the English language watching Dora the Explorer. Now here's <laughs> the thing: like the people who who listen to this might not catch that podcast, and I don't want to do some of the same things you've done. But I sure. want to make sure that I document it for QFM 96 and, and classic rock and just hard rock fans. I want to make sure that I document it. So your story, just getting to Columbus. 
I, I appreciate you uh, right? uh, being curious and asking. Yeah, man. I, but awesome. I thought it was cool when I heard that story because we were all like, holy shit, did you see that interview that Ehab had? It was really cool. None of us yeah, really that was, knew uh, the story, Ehab. Make sure we'll credit him. Yeah. Absolutely, Will. <laughs> but um, really cool guy. And yeah, uh, you know, basically, um, I appreciate you asking. Mm-hmm. More or less, um, I, was, I was born in 97 in uh, Jordan. Okay. Uh, which is a country in the Middle East above Saudi Arabia. Um, and uh, I was born there. I came here in 2001 because my father wanted opportunity. He wanted to uh, kind of better his life and uh, stray away from the norm. And it was really cool. It was uh, an awesome thing for him to do. And he found a lot of uh, success in phone cards, which was like before Skype, before all that kind of stuff. People okay. uh, in America would call over on these phone cards. That's how he made his living. So he told my mom to sell everything and and we met him over here. And that was kind of immediately, you know, we moved right here to, to Columbus, Ohio, um, in this place called strawberry farms, which I know exactly where that's at. Yeah. I know exactly where that was like the first place we moved to. And it was actually, that was over near West. Is that's near Westerville, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in 2001, that area wasn't like the best per se. And, and it's a lot better now. It's, it's really nice now, but uh, back then, it wasn't the greatest thing, but it's what he could afford, and it kind of just raised me in a completely Arabic, you know, speaking uh, Muslim uh, household, and that's kind of how I came up. And yeah, like I, I learned English, obviously going to English school, but um, my main my language is Arabic to this day, so I had to learn English, and things that helped me better than like you know school right. textbooks was. Or the Explorer, but even more than that was uh, the movie Tarzan that Disney did. Yeah, you know that movie was like crazy to me because it had all these sing songs and had all this awesome, you know, African drumming that I was already kind of relating to because that's what my parents listened to was a lot of uh, Middle Eastern drumming that was very similar uh, in that kind of style. So yeah, man, like I, I was watching Tarzan learning how to speak English. All right, <laughs> boom. So here we go, and I-, I love that story. But let's talk about the music part of it. Yeah. Phil Collins, man. (laughs) Okay. Right? Crazy. He did the whole album, and I fell in love with that album. And listening to Phil Collins a bunch, like, led me to, like, other modern things that was happening. Um, And even, like, the retro things that I was listening to was, like, the things that my mom and dad had listened to. So things that were international uh, that would get over. To but you were di- but as a kid you were digging on this music. Oh though, yeah, it right. Was, it was a lot of Arabic music. Uh, like I could like mention like Tamir Husni and like uh, Nancy Hajram and like you know people like that. But it, when it came to like the American music, they loved like Motown, James Brown. They loved uh, Michael Jackson, and they loved all these kinds of people. And that's that's where I really really. But are there to any similarities? And is there anything from that music that you grew up on though? It, it, with with rock, I mean, what would you say? I mean, for people in terms that- of rock and roll, it's kind of hard. It's it's hard to relate it to that because what happened there was, I I was super into the dancing aspect of Michael Jackson, and okay. the only thing that I knew that was rock was uh, Bon Jovi because that was another band that would make it to the Middle East, and my parents loved Bon Jovi. See, see that's what, what I'm telling you. This band, is this, but-, <laughs> but but no, no, this that band, and you're talking to a kid who grew up in the '80s, so right. yeah, Bon Jovi, man, living on a prayer, like that. That made it everywhere, and my parents knew that song, and my right. mom's older brother, who, uh, that's a whole nother story, unfortunately, he passed away in the early 90s when Saddam came, cause my mom was from Kuwait, right, so she had to flee Kuwait in the late, late 90s, uh, sorry, late 80s, early 90s, right. to go to Jordan, her brother was killed by Saddam's people, yada, yada, yada. 
my God, you you yada stuff. yada yada that. I know. But this it's, is what this so, is. I know. It's yeah, not this the, is a little deeper question. than what the Motley Crue movie was. <laughs> I let's let's, it's, let's it's, be honest. It's crazy. Holy but, shit, man! But like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. When you like read about, because I read about that in like school, you know, like what right. happened with Saddam's people, and then I would go home and I'd ask my mom, and she'd be like, "Yeah, those oil fields was like next to elementary school of mine or something," you know, like all that kind of stuff is really it's hard to like, oh, dude, whoa. <laughs> Is that a plane? Here it comes, oh yeah, it's fly pattern bound. Oh man, what are, it, it always happens the during the podcast. It happens during the best part of the stories, yeah. though. But okay, go ahead. It's from Detroit. It's from Detroit. There's 90 people. Zero hot chicks. Oh E-hop. no! Yeah, well, it's coming from Detroit, bro. Is I that just not? I can't. It's the rock and roll city, though. I know. I'm with you. Does but that mean ugly girls? I don't know. But if it was coming from that southernmost tip of Florida, mm. I guarantee you the ratio would have been that a number would have been a lot higher. Wow, a lot higher. Okay. So your story, Ehab, is <laughs> is, uh, is what makes. I'm telling you, man, that your journey here. All right. And we can do a whole other podcast on that, but I'm glad you touched on it. <laughs> yeah, and, man, and yeah, it was and a little bit of a different it's, angle than it's gone because I want to talk about the music. And yeah, please. I'm sorry. I, I no. get off. I'm I'm also stoned, so you know it's one of those things. Okay. Wow, I usually pass on the grass, but uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's the way she goes. <laughs> it is the way she goes, Ray. You're not, I'm so sorry. I know your eyes are a little red. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a whole it's a whole different level. But it's underproduced. <laughs> it's over the top, and here we find ourselves, Ehab. All right, so write a song called music. Let's just let's jump ahead, and people are like, "Oh man, I kind of wanted to go back to that." But listen, listen seriously, that's two. That we, that's two episodes. If we really We're go down, down that I'm rabbit so hole, down, down. let's talk about the music and what it did for you. Because when I first heard about you, it was you were and, and don't be mad because I'm getting your story from you now. Pissed. You were in a Michael Jackson cover band. Whoa! What or something along those lines? That's isn't awesome. that we heard? Isn't that what we heard? Is that that is something that's Whoa. floating around? That's so. I've cool. never brought it up with Justin. You know, Justin, and I spend some yeah. some time, but I've never yeah, yeah. I never brought that up. But I was always curious if you were in some sort of band like that because your voice is very unique, and it's I, I could totally see that in, sure. in in a band. But you were never in a Michael Jackson cover band. I wasn't. But what I <clears throat> the way I started music was I didn't start by singing. I started by dancing. And I was literally nine years old, so that would have been 2004, 2005, and uh, I found Michael Jackson. Uh, There was a CD that was the greatest hits, and it was him dancing, and I wanted to dance immediately. I was like, cool, like, this is definitely something I want to do. So I realized I wanted to be an entertainer right then and there. Yeah. What changed it for me was Nick Ann, who's our bass player, in fourth or fifth grade, uh, he was holding auditions for a, a piano player. He wanted somebody that could play like some doors, keys in the background, you know, stuff that I had right. no idea what it was. So I came in playing like Lady Gaga. I came in playing like <laughs> Bad Romance, you know what okay. I mean? And he was like, that's not what we're looking for, but you're the great, you know, the, you're the best piano player out of everybody here. Cause that was my first instrument was the piano. Right. And so <laughs> that led to like it not working out because we were in elementary school. And in middle school, he was looking for a singer again we were on some Kings Island trip, you know, it's a classic, like he has his, you know, he has some girl sitting in the bench with him and he's got his hand over. Yeah. And he's he's the player, he you know, Nick, that's dude, Nick. You right? know? Yeah. Nick and, on a Nick, bro. And he's talking about how he needs to kick out his singer for this rock band that he's in. And at this point, Nick was like teasing his hair. Like Nick knew who Nikki Six was. He was going by Nikki. He was going by Nikki <laughs> yeah, and, and he loved it, dude. And everybody in the middle school was like, dude, that's Nick Freddie Ann, bro. 
oh, that's Nick, man. That's the that's the cool cat. And so anyway, we're, we're on this King's Island trip, and uh, so th- you know he's telling this story, and this girl tells him like, well, I I've heard Ehab sing this like pop stuff on the piano and he he's a pretty good singer and so nick goes dude let me show you some music you should come over and jam and he shows me three songs he shows me rocket queen live by guns and roses Uh-oh. this is the first real rock song i've ever heard rocket queen was your first oh my god and then the live version all right on. from the live era album oh i'm with you uh iron maidens run to the hills I mean, and you're talking vocals. Like, I'm listening to the vocals. So I'm, I'm a are, singer. Uh, Axel and sing. Bruce Dickinson. Yeah, you're you're off to a good start. And then uh, Man in the Box by Alice in Chains. Jesus, boom. You know what I'm saying? So he hit me with, like, early 80s, late 80s, and 90s. And it was like, I texted him the next day. I was like, I have no idea what, what this Guns N' Roses guy is saying. I can't understand him. It sounds like, it sounds like rasp. I don't have rasp. He goes, I can come over. So his house is right down the block. And we're like, you know, young as hell. And he has a pack of Camel cigarettes. And he's like, smoke some of these, man. These are going to make your high. Because I I was always singing really, really high. And he was like, these are going to make your voice sound just like that guy. So we're smoking packs of cigarettes to sound cool, man. Camel Turkish Silvers or whatever. And uh, that's how I got like the raspiness in my voice. No joke. (laughs) That that and blowing it out all the time. Oh, my God. Ehop. So let me just say this. If and if uh, as the South of Eden fans grow and grow and grow and grow and grow, you're going to you're going to want to pair the Justin Young episode and the <laughs> Ehab episode because we heard about Tommy and him. Mm. I, I, that's the dynamic that I just I love that inner dynamic and then how it's kind of it's you and Nick and it just seems like that's the perfect way to go into a band, isn't it? That's the we're going to find out right after this. Here we comes, oh yeah, it's fly pattern bomb. Now I'm doing, now I'm doing teases with it. I so love good. it. Now I'm doing it's teases so with it. Yes, Bob. Out of Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh yeah, Atlanta. Three hot chicks. Three hot chicks. Roommates. Roommates. I've got another filter. They got a two-bedroom apartment. Jesus, Bob, a two-bedroom apartment. It's like he keeps up. What's it's, the app that he uh, he keeps updating it, and it's just like it's better and better and. and a little more thorough. Too thorough. I want to know how they're scaling the hot chicks thing on this app. There's, there's a guy. They've all <laughs> yeah, there's a guy. There's this guy. Okay. So Incredible. I love the dynamic of you and Nick and, and Tommy and Justin. I think that's cool. It's different. It's it, right. Because it's it's the singer and bass player and the guitar player and the drummer. So it's like a it's like a Van Halen thing, mm. you know, and and I, I say those, wrong with that, bro. I say those words cautiously. Yeah, I know. I say that stuff cautiously around you, uh, but it's all good. You man. know, it's really cool just because we said Van Halen. Yeah, just because we said that. I had never heard of Van Halen until Justin showed it to me. Yeah, way later. So Nick showed me Guns and Roses, Motley Crue. I got so into Motley Crue, and we started teasing our hair and doing all this kind of stuff. The reason people thought probably that I was in a Michael Jackson cover band was for the fifth grade talent show. Okay, me and my little brother Natter. He, we did the smooth criminal routine for a talent well, show. There you go. So that's probably what, well, where that I'm came from. Maybe could, there's a video yeah. somewhere. Is there really? Maybe. I'm, 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 I know my mom has one, but who knows? You know when that's going to pop out? When you don't want it to. Facts. Oh, Facts. Not. All right. So your love of music, you and Nick, bands right before Black Coffee. Was there one band, and, and Justin kind of touched on it a little bit, sure. but before Black, I want to almost get to Black Coffee, but you guys were in a band called... 
Uh, me and Tommy were in a band right. called Electric Dream Machine, and they saw it was like you. Like, it was me and the me Tommy and the Veers boys. Yeah, and so like Justin's back in school, and this He's whole things this thing's happening. Yep. Okay. So yeah, t- J- Justin's in Boston. I'm in a band with Tommy. Tommy and I met because Justin and Tommy's old band had broken up. Me and Nick's old band had broken right. up. So we put the remnants together, and we had this really cool thing called Electric Dream Machine, and uh, it was a lot of fun and. Basically, Justin was watching videos in Boston of us playing right. in Columbus, you know, yeah. getting a little <clears throat> a little jelly, you know, just a right. little bit. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> you know, he came back for winter break. Um, and when, you know, Tommy was like, dude, there's this guy named Justin. You have to meet him. He's like, he's just like you. Like, he's like, you know, you know how I think you're awesome. He's awesome in the same way. You guys, if you guys could get along. It would be so great. McCullough's role in the movie is going to be like one of dude. Yeah, you're great gonna, importance. McCullough yes. is the heart man. It really. He's the heart. He's got to be right. He's the heart. He's got to be both in the heartbeat and just in the soul, man. He's he's the heart. And he goes, dude, you got to come over to Justin's house, and it's Justin's dad's house in Westerville. So I drive over. Right. It's like eleven o'clock at night. His dad's a firefighter, so his dad's not home. I pull up. Justin and Tommy walk out. You know, I'm putting out the roach in the car. I open the car door, <laughs> billowing smoke. You know, the the same old shenanigans. My mom would be proud. No, <laughs> but uh, uh, hey, man, my name is Justin. Yo, what's up, dude? My name is Ehab. We shake hands and we walk inside and they go, "Here's here's what we're jamming on," and they start two, three, four, which is I barely know her. And I, I, they had the riff. All right, all right, stop. And that's uh, that's Mike from Thurman's. If you ever been to Thurman's Cafe, that yeah, was Mike. Him. That was him honking. The first song you guys wrote was "I Barely Know Her." That that, that absolutely blows my mind. Yeah. That's a uh, that's Thank Flight you. Pattern Bob. That's like his favorite song. Oh yeah. So I, but that's that it's had to let you, yeah. yeah right away and uh, that's insane. That's just insane to me because that is to come up with a hook that quick. That I mean that's you know it was that's crazy, the stuff man. of ma- that's magic, bro. That's what the hell it is. It was it was the most collaborative uh, piece of music album that i've ever worked on it was crazy because i came in um they had i barely know her like 75 percent done they had hurricane 90 percent done i love monica and uh monica is the song that i brought i had monica ah, about 90 percent done i had uh glad i said i liked it then yeah, thanks man i, I do love that song <laughs> born to lie uh justin had like 99 percent of it done you know what i mean like that was all crazy. Um, there's one in other terms song. Of the, of the there's one other song you haven't mentioned. Oh, off the, tra- of- the Traveler. Yeah, The Traveler came later. The Traveler was a song mm. that, like, I was just sitting, dude, I was sitting in the middle of, like, this <clears throat> kind of situation that I put myself in. Uh, you know, I, I kind of lost a lot of stuff after high school, getting into stupid things that I shouldn't have been getting into, and I was, like, in a really bad place. And it was right around the time that I'd met Tommy for the Electric Dream Machine Band, and I, I wrote this thing called The Traveler on uh, his now fiance's mom's guitar, which was her mom's guitar. It was this hummingbird that was from like the 70s or 80s. Right. And she gave me this thing. And like, that was, it was like so crazy how fast. And I didn't have a place to stay. I was sleeping on someone's couch. So I came over there all the time. I was there at their place all the time. And I would just go there and I would be obsessed with this lick. You know that I, that and the lyrics came you know magically and it was just one of those things. It was like man, that was awesome. For those who know, and you know this first group of fans that you've you've kind of you've been dealing with, you know what that song kind of means to us. And even 
you know, jumping with changing names and, you know, that was a black coffee song. You, you understand, okay, let's stop there because this is a good time to do it because normally when we present somebody something, we wait till the end, but I think we're going to present you, our gift to you uh, now so it will butter your ass up so you'll play the traveler for me later, okay? <laughs> so the name of our group, all right, we have a gang. And we're called the insulators. It's just a bunch oh of middle-aged dudes God. who we wear these insulator jackets uh, during uh, the, the winter and the fall. And Ehab's like, hey, man, I can't come over. I can't be in your gang. I don't have an insulator. I'm like, well. This is crazy. So here you go, man. We, uh, we all chipped in, <laughs> and we got you your own insulator. There you go, Ehab. So now you're, you're, you're an insulator, bro. It's way too hot and humid to put that on now. But that is yours. You're right, it is. It is. It's way too. That is the kindest shit I've ever seen. So there you You go, man. So nice. Thank you. So you are going to play the traveler for us here later in the show, (laughs) right? So that is I'm gonna push it. All right, cool. I'm gonna push it. I had no intention of of playing at all. And then I drove here and my guitar is in my trunk or in my Mm -hmm. backseat or whatever. And I was like, you know what? All right, sounds good. (laughs) I'll play. Uh, Flight Pattern Bob, you, you, I know you're getting ready to grab a smoke. Is there any way you could, can we do like one more bush light? I can, I can. And that's, I mean, look, we can change the job description. Uh, okay. Are you smoking menthols, Flight Pattern Bob? What is he, what's he smoking? That's good. We never really get to know this I, side of can Bob. Can I give you a dollar for a cigarette, Bob? No. What? No, I want you to play the fucking traveler, bro. I'll play the traveler twice. <laughs> I'll play the traveler two times. Once for this. Right. Do you remember, um, I'm sorry to kind of jump off topic, but do you remember, uh, I'm going to throw my beer too, so don't get scared. Where's the cat? I just jump. <laughs> oh, that's so satisfying. Yeah, that it is. Was, get wow. ready. Get ready. You do yours too. So okay. when you get a chance, All right, not, not now, don't, 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 don't rush. Don't rush it. Um, so there's a song that I showed you that is like, it was called the traveler Two sorry. for so long. In the same way that I loved, like how Metallica did the Unforgiven, the Unforgiven Two, mm-hmm. uh, so cool. Uh, so I, you know, we called it the Traveler Two for a long time. It ended up being called Love and War. Um, so Love and War is going to be on the next album, but it is a complete like homage okay. or whatever okay. to the Traveler. Okay. It is Fair a enough. really really cool thing that that is. Yeah, I'm I got gotcha. to show you. So when you're like hopping off the uh, arena tour that you'll be on in a couple of years, and you do like a, an Ehab solo acoustic there somewhere is, at a little bar, that's where we're gonna get. To, that's the only time we're gonna get to hear the fucking Dude, traveler, my, Bob. My Hearing Ehab, in my garage, bro. My Ehab solo acoustic career is gonna be like <laughs> all right, Ehab on tour with special guests Justin Young, uh, William McCullough, and Nick Freddie Ann. <laughs> And it's just gonna be us, just like in co- like them in costumes, and just like me, like regular. It's gonna be See, my solo tours. I love it, dude. That would, uh, God, that well. Look, I can't wait to hear the other song, and I will. I'll move on from the traveler, but I am excited to to hear it. Thank I just, you. I think uh, when I, you know, I barely know her, and I'm gonna give credit where credits due while I'm documenting this whole thing with South of Eden. Uh, Rick Gethin. Um, who's a, uh, a real important guy here, especially with the local music scene and what he does with his podcast. That was the first time I heard you guys. No way. Yeah. And uh, so I, I heard you guys then, and, and then I was, like, blown away. We could, if we could ever listen, we, you can go back and listen to that. But I was, I, I heard the Van Halen. I heard the Cornell. I heard, I heard, like, things that, a rock fan wants to hear. Wow. So that was, those were the things I was saying then. And then I'm not shitting you a couple weeks later on my podcast. Uh, I want to say it was Doug blessing from rock house 
brought it up as like stuff we're listening to now. He brought you guys up and he was either work. His daughter was working with one of you guys uh, as far as a wait staff somewhere and was cool. like f- kind of following the journey here of black coffee. Wow. So yeah. So anyway, it was, it's, it's kind of cool how people, there was different ways that people heard about you guys and kind of saw this, this coming and, and the whole relationship with QFM 96, I think is, is awesome. It's been incredible. I think that you guys have been there for so long and it's just been like, it's just been so humbling to have such a, uh, Dorsey and I are such big fans, dude. It's just and so they cool. all are. It's no, they so all cool. are. And I, know, I say and that. So no, they, humbling, I, but man. everybody from to, to the top to my GM. It's really Eric cool. Schmidt. I mean, he, it's you guys it's, have been so fucking nice to us, man. Yeah, no, it's cool. Fucking. You can on this. You can on this. <laughs> so like, yeah, man. I, I, I just you know, I appreciate you guys always being so kind to us, man. Seriously. So black coffee to South of Eden. Uh, we, we we touched on it in the episode with Justin. I want to hear your take of going out to L.A. Okay, yeah. going out to LA and experiencing experiencing a Sunset Sound. Yeah, man. Okay. We, uh, we got you know it was really cool because we got to do something that not very many bands uh, got to do. You know, it was mm-hmm. like a like unheard of record deal in the modern era, right? Right. right. Uh, with a rock band, so it was you know again super awesome experience to be able to do what we did, and we went out there for uh, about two months, two and a half months, something like that. Uh, creatively what did it do to you it, I it mean, changed it? it changed the way that I like perceive writing because instead of thinking how am I going to write a good song it just became like oh what is the next song when I write it right. became like what is the next song rather than how do I write a good song and it, it gave us all a lot of confidence we had Greg Wells produce the album and he met us out there he lives in LA but you know, he met us you know in the uh, we recorded in a place called uh can't remember but it was in uh it was it was off burbank somewhere right. somewhere over there and um it was a really cool spot and we wrote all the songs there and greg wells really kind of enforced this like hey you guys know what you're doing like i know you're asking me a bunch of questions but you don't need to be asking these questions because our questions were like hey here's a riff do you like it and he goes why would you think i wouldn't like that riff and i was like i don't know and he's like well it's awesome like just keep doing what you're doing rather than like oh let me take this and how do i like oh it's got to be more interesting or it's got to be this and that. it's like well what trust you- your instincts is what he was saying he he enforced that he said let your freak flags fly right you know and that was something that we took capturing lightning in a bottle being spontaneous and recording it all to tape it was really cool so 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 we got the ep um like Writing now, as far as where you were then, because that's what I love talking about, especially when I get a lead singer on with me, yeah, and uh, and a songwriter. I I want to know the whole creative process, yeah. In- because wh- where does it where does it come from? Because when we talked to you, we called you. We were with Justin, and I, f- I forget your description of what you said. It was like a funnel or something. It was like st- you were explaining like how things were were coming to you at that time. You probably changed in the last six months. Yeah, it changes constantly, man. That's the cool thing about writing music that's spontaneous because you're able to uh, <clears throat> just do whatever. You know, you can grab a guitar or sit behind a keyboard and just hit some random setting or click a pedal or if it's an acoustic guitar, put it in some weird tuning and hit and just be inspired by the sounds. You know, so people ask me really often, who are your inspirations? Who are you inspired by? The obvious answers are Axl Rose, Steven Tyler, um, Michael Jackson, you know, Chris Cornell, all those people. But the less obvious answer that is like frowned upon to say, cause it sounds cocky is like, I'm inspired by 
the people around me that are in my band. I'm inspired by Justin's guitar playing. Right. You know, I'm inspired by Tommy's drum sound. And that kind of stuff comes off the wrong way to people. Like, oh, he's inspired by his right. own people. Like, what the fuck, you know? But in all honesty... You're a team now. We're a team, man. We, we you know, it's easy to say, like, oh, Ehab's the songwriter. What's more true is that I come up with a lot of the ideas. I come up with, like, skeletons. I come up with, like, starts of things. And as soon as you give something like that to Justin, because I write a lot of things on guitar, you give it to Justin, who is a master of that instrument, and he makes it come alive in a way that I wouldn't have heard it. You know, he puts an extra push or he, a little guitar lick that I can't even do. You know? Right, right. And it becomes South of Eden. And then Tommy comes up and plays a drum beat that maybe I wasn't thinking of. Maybe it's the exact drum beat I was thinking of. And it's either cool because, holy shit, that's exactly what I would have done. Or it's cool because, whoa, I didn't think of that. Let's, let's roll on that. But all the, art, all the artists that you mentioned, and there's like different genres in all those, but I mean, the hook is so important to every one of those songwriters. Yeah. You, you know, so you know immediately, and you got to think to yourself, what's the audience going to, right? Yeah, exactly. You, I mean, you know, exactly. yeah, you're writing for your buds. Everything, but you're you're also kind of if you're doing it right. I'm a real lover right? of music. You right. know, I'm a real lover of all kinds of music, and I love my favorite thing is to be able to sing along to music. So I'm faced with a challenge sometimes because I sing uh, really high. I sing in like a lot of different ways. You know, I I have a different kind of voice. So that is an advantage because I'm unique. It's a disadvantage because it's hard for people to relate to that kind of a voice. So. It, that is something I'm aware of. You know, for example, like I, I, when I'm singing something, I want people to be able to sing it back to me. I don't want it to be a you know constant screeching thing where it's impossible right. to sing. You know, right. Axel, everything he can do is impressive as hell. It's unbelievably great. But Sweet Child of Mine is this song that everybody sings along to, and it's the cleanest vocals he's ever recorded. You know, so he knew for that song that he had to do it that way. So that's that kind of stuff I take inspiration from, just like the ideas of songwriting and how, and how to do that you know and what was again really inspiring about that LA trip was just being reassured by you know a CEO, CEO of a major label and these producers like hey you guys you guys are really good at what you're doing and there's so many songs that haven't come out yet because the world is so iffy right now and we're scared right you know to put a, a weird time I what know, a weird time man. to be an artist yeah and everyone weird. who puts on these, and every and everyone who puts on these these shows uh, behind the scenes and everything else. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a weird time for, for live music. Um, and any kind yeah, Ehab, he just, Heartland, he just threw his beer on the, on the floor. I, Heartland was the first one to ever really do that. Really? Yeah. He's, wow. yeah, it's, it's, he's kind of the, and he'll appreciate this. He's the, uh, he's got the most. So he is the, uh, he's kind of the Pete Rose of, uh, of throwing beer cans on my wow. floor. <laughs> And I always, and like, I'll pick them up at the end of the night. Like, so when was that? So it was the, when we did, uh, so we had a, a first responder with us on this, on two episodes ago and we all wow. hung out. We were just, we were drinking all night long. That's so cool. I had thought I kind of picked everything up and I knew that like that next day cleanup was going to be rough. Ehop. Right. And I, I'm walking down the steps and I can hear the cat like swatting an, an empty bush light can. <laughs> I can hear her. And it was just a bad visual that oh, we, no. we got here. But Get no, there man, before the wife. That's awesome that you uh, you threw your beer can on I, the floor. I did it for you. Um, I want to find out about, like, the last, before you perform for us, but I want to sure. find out, and, and towards the end we'll talk about all the shows coming up, because I know there's festivals. That, that, that night with Metallica is going to be amazing. 
crapping myself. Yeah, we'll get to all that, and I want to I want to hear you perform. And what else? I want to know about a ghost story. Do you have one? Because Justin had a ghost story. Oh man! When it comes, yeah, dude. To, there uh, is uh, that place is at Sunset Sound. Now he had a Jim Morrison. He said something. He said Jim's name, and the door shut. Yeah, he. So after we unpacked. Excuse me. After we packed up, after the, it was the right. last day, uh, we finished recording. I'm, I'm sorry. So we finished recording the day before. We came back the next day to to kind grab. of a move out day. Exactly. Right. And so we took everything out, and everything. The place was so completely empty. The rest of us are outside doing, uh, you know, all the man's work, and Justin's trying to dilly dally so he doesn't have to carry anything heavy. Oh, uh, such a guitar <laughs> player, isn't it, bro? <laughs> this is coming from the singer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so yeah. So he goes in there and. You know, he's gone for about two, three minutes and comes out running. He's like, dude, you will never imagine what happened. His face is white. I'm like, what happened? He's like, I just said Jim Morrison's name just to see what would that happen. Was the best story. And a door slammed closed without me being anywhere near. And it was the vocal booth. It was the vocal booth that slammed closed. Right. So it was, oh my God, what, what the hell? So we go to start mixing the album and, you know, we, we're finished recording. So there's no more recording. Like right. we're, we're all done. And so we're mixing the album and we're listening to this stuff and, there's a song called Cadillac Masquerade that hasn't been released yet. And in the bridge of it, there's a, a very Jim Morrison inspired vocal line. It's very low. It's kind of, you know, bop your head to it kind of a thing. And I recorded, uh, I didn't record a harmony to it. Basically it's, it's a, it's a doubled vocal track, no harmony or anything. And it, I think it's going to, I think it's, I think playing? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. This, it's fly pattern this, this happened during Justin's ghost story, which even this makes this creepier. creepier what, do you, what do you got, Bob? Uh, out of Atlanta. Oh, another one out of Atlanta. Hot. Okay. Four hot chicks. One milf. Whoa. Just one milf. Wild That's card. all you need, though. That's all you need. Some snakes on a you plane need to and a milf. this app. You need to really get the promotion No, I think it's better app. if we just keep that a secret. So you're, okay. We're mixing the album. But the whole Jim Morrison thing. Yeah. We're mixing the album. I'm listening to this bridge. And like I said, I did a double uh, vocal track. So I, I'm layering, I already layered the vocals. Everything's done being recorded. And I'm hearing this thing vocally. It's a harmony. I'm like... I, what is that? And, and they're like, what? what? What are you hearing? They play it back. And they're like, oh my God, what is that? Is that a harmony? Like, find where that is. And they mute everything to find where it is. They can't find it. It's not there. But when you play all the tracks at the same time through the tape machine, there is a harmony that was not recorded. It sounds just like Jim Morrison. It, 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 it's can, crazy. Am I, I allowed, it am I allowed to yeah. say that yeah, I... Yeah, of course. Okay. Folks, I heard it. That sounds like... that sound, And that yeah. whole thing sounds like a Jim Morrison... Vocal line. Like, it does. and But that hook... I go back go back to, to hooks. It just... It sounds like him. So, yeah. it's... No wonder he hopped in on it. He that. hopped he in hopped. on it, man. He hopped on the track. And wow. We had no idea. Isolated. You can't hear it. It's not there by Flight itself. Flight Pattern Bob, a huge Doors fan. And then when every one of our teams lose, whether it's at that last game of the season where it's with those their Bengals or my Hawks or the Blue Jackets, at the end of every season, we play the Doors, uh, wow. the end. So we always do that. What is that? Oh, yes. Right on. Thank you. Here we comes. Oh, yeah. It's Flight Pattern Bob. What do you got, Bob? Jesus, one of them Black Ops ones. Okay, it's a Minnesota plane. It's a private plane. It won't even tell you how many are on there. 
There was nice. two, yeah, a couple old dudes. Good day of golf. golfing. And the thing is, Ehab, when you ba- when you go back and listen, you can't hear a word Bob's saying. That's I did so have like, awesome. isn't it? He's kind of like Wilson. Oh my god, uh, the neighbor. No one uh, believes he's and real. Home improvement. Yeah, but it's yeah. So you can kind of hear. That's why we always kind of repeat. It's what, just but the you top can kind of vaguely hear him a little bit. <laughs> home improvement. Isn't that great, dude? But that's it. That's so funny. All right, before you perform a song, because I know my wife and kids are going to be home, and Excellent. I want to save that for when they, after they go inside, and we can really <laughs> kick this party up a, yeah. a notch. But has, has when was the last time a song hit you? When was the last time that you're like, oh, my God, that, that's, I like that? When, when did it hit you? Was it today? Was it a couple days ago? When's the last time a song popped in your head, and you're like, I think we got something here? Or you haven't even worked on it yet. I mean, but something that's in your head right now or something. There's how quick? A, when did it happen? Like, are you something that we've wrote? Really? No, just something that you, you've been thinking about as an artist, as something coming out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's out of the cosmos. What When's the last time something hit you? Some, like a random song that I haven't heard in a long time kind of a situation. I want to know about a song that you're thinking about writing as an artist. And something that hit you. When's the last time inspiration hit you? Mm. When's the last time okay. something yeah, 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 yeah. that you're like, you know what? Yeah, that's a, a great hook. I'll show mm. it to the guys this weekend when we when we practice. I showed it to the guys today. Okay. Yeah. When did it hit you? It hit me uh, last night. That's a really, that's a really cool question. Right. I, I yeah. I've always wanted first, to know that. Cool. I wanted to kind of. I wanted to. Yeah. You're the one cat I can ask that. I to. I um we have this thing that. I wrote, it's a, I can, I'll show it to you on the guitar after we're finished here. It's a really funky, just sway back and forth kind of a song. And we tried it out for the first time ever at that King of Club show. Um, that, uh, was a lot of fun that you guys hosted. And it was, it was, it went over really well, but the chorus, it wasn't right. It's not correct. I kept hearing this chorus. I'm like, it's cool. It's a cool chorus, but there's something wrong with it. And last night I was like, let's skip the chorus, you know, by myself. I'm like, just let's skip the chorus. I go to the chorus for the second time and something completely different happens. That was not the chorus at all before. And I was like, holy crap. And I showed it to, so we had rehearsal right before I came here. Uh, and we rehearsed in a garage. So what's up? Yeah, yeah, garage days. <laughs> That's out right, of, man. Out of Tommy's. And uh, yeah, man, it was crazy. I showed it to the guys. The guys were like, holy crap. That was amazing. Dude, let's try that next time. And so now we have this new chorus. Thing. Wow! So we th- what we Just heard what we heard at the King of Clubs is di- it's going to be different. It's going to be completely different. We're yeah. watching so it. So if anybody got a video of it, that's the first iteration. Oh. Here it comes, oh yeah! It's fly pattern So also, let me, Bob, save your 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 update. Like the, every, the like the thing is, all the insulators point up. Like they're pointing and they're telling me that there's. But I wanted to know when the last time you had a, you know, like a, a, a epiphany. A, yeah, of inspiration. Bob, where's that plane from? Chicago. Oh, come on. Windy City. Yeah. No. Gotcha. How many? Two. 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 No MILFs. No GILFs. No GILFs. No no he did oh, update. Wow, well, grandma, yeah. Wow. Bob's retired. He wants to throw them GILFs sure. in there. Sure. So you can't blame a cat. For... I know. No, well, right, it's Bob. Bob. They, they shoot your shot, Bob. Exactly, Bob. Shoot your shot, Bob. Here we go. One more time, just for shits and giggles. Here he comes, oh yeah. It's fly pattern, Bob. You got that for a steal. He should have charged you. I know. Every place. Anthony Clay. How 10, good is it? Didn't that bucks. sound awesome, Shout too? Out. From and Green Anthony 13. Clay, bro. Oh, Green 13, yes. Aren't they great dudes? I love that band. Love them. Great band. Uh, fly pattern, Bob, and I went and saw him last week. We love it, man. Where was the invite? Uh, it's. it's Kind of a gray area. Sure. Ask me how gray. How gray? Charcoal. 
Yes, that was a Chevy Chase. Yes, Night Train Dwayne appreciates the Fletch joke. Okay. So let's do this. Over my head. I know, I know. The 80s were a weird time, E-hop. I believe you. But listen, if you've never watched Fletch, nope. you need to watch that with the insulators. That's what we should do for his, like, like you know, we're not going to, like, punch you in or anything like that. We're not one of those kind of gangs. Sure. Or, you know, what, what are the other things gangs do? But no, but you have is to watch. The, is it the tub? Do you guys do the, the truck we don't, tub? No, we don't do any of that. No, no form of hazing, but you probably wow. should watch a Chevy Chase movie with us. Done. Yeah. Bring your weed. I'll bring, bring my weed. All right, so before we find out what South of Eden is doing, okay, I want you to play a couple songs for us. You're going to play The Traveler. That's fucking happening, okay? Because okay, yeah, I will document that. What, like what, is there something else? What do, what do you feel? What do you feel? So let's I'll I have, have your dude, pick. Let's I, have an EHOP pick. Um, I mean, it's something he kind of... I weird. have no idea, dude. I, I'm going to pick it up, and I'm going to play a couple of things, and who oh, knows? Oh, my goodness. We are down with that. All right, go grab... Okay, go ahead and throw it. Night train Dwayne wants Oh Jesus, bud. That was good. I hope I hope Joe Burrow's more hope he's a little more accurate for you guys. Uh, no. Hold on to that. Okay, can I split it and roll it? Yeah, absolutely. You can split it and roll it. Yeah, that's gonna be the name of our other podcast. Split it and roll it. So Heartland and I want to do a podcast about baseball and we're gonna call it. Are you ready for this? High and outside. Yeah, somebody's gonna steal wow. that. Somebody's gonna steal. Yeah, you that. should edit. Well, somebody just yeah. Anyway. Where's my phone? All right, let's find your. Hey, look, Ehab, let's get your guitar. First things first, we've got to do the Traveler. I mean, I, 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 there's, I've talked about this on the air. I've talked about this on my podcast. It's so nice. Um, <laughs> but this is this is a this is an important song. We find out you kind of hipped us to the journey of this song, but this is the beginning of it. That's what the song really is about. It's about the journey of life and about like uh, uh, progressing, you know, through hard times and fun times. All right, here it is. Here's the traveler in the Hawks Nest Garage Days. Ehab, let's hear it, man. Should I wait for the airplane? Let it go, man. Let it go. No, Bob. Bob's even recording. He had Bob. Bob doesn't even care about the planes. <laughs> we could have a train go through the the garage. Away. He doesn't care. Did we go home? 
That was probably worth two insulators. <laughs> we kind of shortchanged, yeah. Uh, thanks, man. No, sorry, thanks, I, Ehab. I remember the words. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> Ehab. Damn, dude. And 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 the uh, Licking County crickets and frogs did not disappoint, right? Isn't dude, that yeah, isn't it great? Right. The the, think about it. the ambiance. It's, yeah, it's just really. it's it's killer out here, man. And it's so cool to capture this and. That was important. That was important. I, whatever, it's it's icing from here cool, on out man. for me, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, I, when you wrote that, I mean, I know that song is 
going to be taking a new life as you keep creating here. But I mean, that was cool, man. When it Thank first you. came out, when you, that, is that the original way you wrote it? Um, yeah, man. So like the exact way that was written and Justin gives me complete credit for this song. But, you know, like I say, when I'm inspired by the people around oh, us. Oh, dude. Yeah, we um, get it. We've, we've met your friends, so, like, dude. I wrote, they're pretty special. <laughs> yeah, they're really special. And so I came to Justin with the... You know? And Justin's like, let me see it. And he plays it. And he's just like, that's really cool that you're kind of doing this D thing. He's like... And he just literally accidentally just went... And I was like... Dude, <laughs> I was like, "Give me the guitar." Boom. He, he hands it back to me, so I finish it. You know, I'm like three, four. You know what I'm saying? Just oh yeah. I was like, "Dude, this is it." <laughs> like, That's it, dude. Oh my god, yeah, that's man. just. Justin. It's beautiful, but it's it's dude. That is a world that Thanks, man. only a few know. Thanks, man. I mean, come on now. I really that's silly. It. That's silly. Um, no, that song. It's just a special song, and I can't wait to kind of follow how it progresses. And because I that that whole thing, the 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 nucleus, the genesis of of that song, is just killer, man. It's killer, killer, killer. I'm just so glad that you were here for like the beginning. Yeah, you me. Here, like, for <laughs> you and me too, man. You and me both. I should the way you and me too. Jesus Christ, I've been hitting it. <laughs> I'm too glad much. you're there with me. But though. you and me both, man. Because uh, <laughs> now that's important, man. It's important. It's it's cool to. Uh, this is the way it used to be, Ehop. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, aspiring artists that are taken off and and radio friendships. That's kind of the way. That was that was the way it was done. Well, until really the last 20 years or so, Dude, when you? I came in in the 90s, it was still there was still kind of a it was getting weird, but there was still kind of a how there was a relationship you there. Heard of us? How, did, how did you hear of us? Rick Ethan, Rick Ethan and his in his he podcast share it on Facebook. No, it was on it was on his podcast. He plays. He is so, so he, local. He, He's so Ohio driven. So he told you he played it for me. I barely, I barely like it, Were you there? Yes. So by word of mouth. Yeah. You heard of us through word of mouth. Yeah. You know and how many people I meet that say they heard of us because so-and-so told them about us? We are a modern-day band, and every day I realize that word of mouth is still everything. It's how bands make it. It's how the fucking Greta I, Boys made it. It's how all these fucking I, bands are I hope it. I hope Stern you take this. I hope, I hope you take this the right way. When Dorsey and I left the King of Clubs show, he goes... There's still an underground vibe to this man. And he goes, when it's gone, it's going to be gone. I told you about that show about seeing Metallica before, you know, that, that one of the, it was towards the end of the, the, the justice tour when me and my buddy Todd Estes walked out of uh, the civic arena there in, in Charleston. We're like, that's it, man. They're never going to, they're, they're, they aren't our band anymore. Man. <laughs> you, there's no, you know, and it's kind of cool to kind of see how, how that, uh, how that progresses because there was a, there was a great let's talk about that show real quick well I got it was you an unbelievable it show, was cool dude. man it was cool and it, you, but you know what I mean you, you still feel it it's still it's that underground it's kind of special there's That's, there's a handful of bands and, and Justin said it himself there's there's such a great scene around here and and you guys are kind of kind of leading the charge here as, as we as we get going it's 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 fun to watch Ehop. It, it's just cool that people 
people keep saying that and it's really hum- it's really humbling <laughs> right because, i get like, it because i guess like I, I don't know like maybe it's true because i i, I don't know but I, I just feel like we're just doing whatever we're doing that's it and You're- people keep going whoa man like you guys are leading the group. I'm like, yeah. holy shit, are we really? Like, yeah, oh. we're fans, dude. There's a difference. Like, uh, somebody, There's a difference. Somebody said to us, like, you guys were the first COVID show in Columbus. Like, you guys were the first band that put on a, like, safe tables, separated masks, right. the whole shebang here in Columbus. You know, it was right before the Stained guys did their thing. So it was really cool. It was like, holy crap, were we really? It really is a strange time, Ehop, with everything that's going on with live music. And, and I can't even imagine. But... Dude, your music is just better, and this is this <laughs> is something I've, I've we've had this flight pattern, Bob. This is like a this is like a Tuesday for us having this discussion. But it's fun to watch. If you were gonna play by yourself at home right now, the insulator, yeah, I'll take that. Bob, will you? Okay, that's fine. Bob, yeah, we don't. Bob, we want you to piss hot. All right, so if you're jamming by yourself right now, yeah, what uh, what are you doing? It's underproduced, so just. But sure. I, I say that shit, but I, I'll I'll cut it um, if you don't want it. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> what would I play right now if I was just sitting here chilling? Man, dude, there's so so many songs. When you you were hanging probably, out, you were sitting over on Flight Pattern Bob's couch. You just started going into nothing else matters. Well, I don't really know Fade to Black, and I'll be damn if you didn't start well, playing Fade to Black. Fade to Black is you know one is you know. <laughs> Bob, I love so Metallica. Kind. It's kind of how I learned a lot of electric. But to be honest, man, like nowadays, I'm just I'm trying to like expand. You know, I'm like I, no, I love, get you. I love that. Sh- like, I, dude, like, dude, I'm telling you, that here. was that was my generation yeah, Zeppelin. That. When I hear stuff, when you hear some of that that classical mm-hmm. element that Hetfield and and Burton were were writing there, as far as on Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets, it was. That was my that was my Zeppelin, man. It really was. It's really heavy and it's cool when you play it. I love hearing that shit on there. It's cool because it's on an acoustic guitar. Super different, you know. Sorry, I'm tuning. But uh, yeah, man. Like what? obviously, everything Metallica is cool. Like I really love like, playing anything Guns N' Roses. Is always do awesome. some Guns N' Roses. All right, Axel. That was your first. That was your first. You know, little venture into into rock and roll. I mean, talk about what he means to you and, and what song are you going to play if you're going to play a Guns N' Roses song. Yeah, man. I mean, um, Axel meant a lot to me because he... Bob, um, get this away from me. You know, he showed me like a fuck you attitude that I hadn't really inve- you know, developed with right? Michael Jackson. How cool is that? Shit like that. So, yeah. It's rock, man. That was um, that whole Sunset Strip exactly. vibe. But he's a Midwestern kid, exactly. man. Exactly, yeah, man. You exactly. Know? And that's, that's the other thing is like the people around me are Midwestern blood. But so yeah, maybe I'll play... Um, Maybe I'll play a patience or something. I have an acoustic guitar. I'm down with that. Yeah, it's either, or maybe guys, uh, are you uh, insulators? Are you cool with? Uh, I used to love her. Patience. <laughs> yeah, no, just no. Let's. I'm doing my numbers are looking good. I got a whistle. Let me uh, put out this. Uh, that Marlboro that you have there. Yeah, I'm gonna see if my dry mouth can whistle right now. Huh? Are you? Oh, all right. I'm gonna shut up. DJ, turn his mic down. <laughs>
Unless you want to do that, I don't. Hey, I don't. don't we're, no, 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 no <laughs> one wants that. Why is that? Why is Axel? I, I, I know why Axel was special to me when I was. You know, I would have been. I think that was going into my junior year when that all kind of broke. Why? why I mean, yeah, I know man. why, but for a Gen <laughs> X kid, but yeah, yeah man, for, yourself. For, for me, um, it was the first guy I heard sing rock and roll, real rock and roll. And Nick showed it to me. Uh, he was like, yo, listen to this song called Rocket Queen. And I was like, holy crap, that's the craziest song I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, I can't even understand what the guy's saying. So let me try to do this. And I was so impressed by what he could do with his vocals. And then seeing him on through videos uh, in the 80s and 90s was crazy. I mean, like, holy crap. Like, it's one of the greatest yeah. frontmen of all time. Yeah, man. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. And... You know, I, I say it all the time as far as, um, you know, what killed, like, hair rock or hair metal or anything like that. It was, I mean, number one, it was Guns N' Roses. And number two, it was James Hetfield, Lars Ulrich. I mean, that was, it is, you can say what you want, but I had moved on. Yeah. At, at, there was a point, and Guns N' Roses was fucking dangerous. I mean, they were dangerous. Well, the thing is about them is there's never been a band like them, and there never no. will be, simply because... No. Like, they were, like, idiots in the way that they did everything business, but they were amazing in the way that they acted in their image. 
and it was all on purpose, not necessarily like for the image, but they were just genuinely that way. You know, like the whole Illusions tour, for example, and I know way too much about Guns N' Roses, but the Illusions tour, like they're paying $150,000 per night in fees between the late fee for coming on, uh, the police yeah, fucking I mean, shit. You never knew all if they were going to show up. Yeah, dude, maybe two was... and a half hours late most of the time because of Axel. You know what I mean? Like that's something I never really enjoyed, like seeing that, you know, and, and that's for the fans. I wouldn't want to do that to the fans. You know, like he'd show up and be like, "Oh, eighties yeah, were weird, dude." I was taking 80s. a shower. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, no, that, and that crept totally, into the nineties and, and doing that shit. I totally with, get it. With Metallica, you know, but that's the stuff that I. No, I get it. Know. So I'm for with you, me, man. yeah. So for me, it was like, dude, like I just love the spontaneity. I love the fucking fuck you attitude, and that's yeah. what I that's what I loved about him. Fucking crazy, man. That band was fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Dude. So all right, let's let, let's do one more. Really? Uh, well, I just as here's the thing, I. When I, and we talked, well, this will be the third time that I've mentioned Rick Geffen's name. The first thing I heard, I mean, I heard a Van Halen influence, obviously, with Justin. And, but then, but there was, there was something, and I, th- you know, you throw names out, especially when you're on a podcast. You're just, comp- everyone compares and contracts. You know what I mean? Sure. But I did throw, I did throw Cornell out. Sure. That was the first time I heard you. I was like, wow, man. That was, it was because it was different. Because Cornell, I mean... I mean, you talk about top of the food chain and the whole grunge movement in the 90s. I mean, he was pretty special. He was. Pretty special. And But anyway, I hear that, and that was one of the ones that, that I came up with. So you guys did a cover. How did that come about? You don't have to play that song in particular, but I, I'm I curious to see yeah, so why like, you do the, the, the... There's a Cornell cor, There's a Cornell correlation. People, uh, people yeah. get weirded out when I say this, but I... I had never, oh my God, people hate this. I'm not. No, I get I it, man. I had never heard of Chris Cornell. I, d- dude, it's fine. Until I got off of a stage one day when I was 17, and someone went, dude, you sound like Chris Cornell. <laughs> it's and all I good. Like, I was like, what's that? And he's like, he showed me a picture. He's like, dude, you look like Chris Cornell. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like what the hell? I'm like, right. oh my God. He's like, you also look like Frank Zappa. I'm like, okay, cool. That's pretty There's cool. a lot of Zappa out there, But no, too. this dude, I'm like, oh, Black Hole. He's like, Black Hole Sun. I'm like, oh, I've heard that song. That dude's crazy. Like, I don't sound like that. Like, what are you talking about? And then he showed me, like, Audio Slave. Yeah. And he showed me, like, Jesus Christ Pose. And, like, all Great these stuff, songs man. where I'm like, oh, my God. I kind of, I, I never, like, listened and was like, oh, my God, I sound like this guy. But it was like, dude, that guy, like, is doing, I can hear the throat thing he's doing. I do the fat throat thing. Right. That's sick. Because I was listening to, like, um, like, again, Axel. I was listening to Steven Tyler do that. I was listening to, like, those kinds of singers, so that's where I developed that from, and to hear him do it in a way better way than I can do it, but like that same style, I was no, like, I oh you. my god, that's so cool, and I had no idea. All right, no, no more. Let, let, I don't. I'll you, think of a Cornell song. That I'll no, play. I, I don't want to. I, 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 I'm getting greedy. Let's I'm getting. Think, dude, I, I'm it's, are you guys noticing how up. greedy I'm, I'm getting? This I, I don't happen often. I don't get to just play my guitar and sing for people, so. No, you get to do that. You get to do that, don't you? Hasn't anybody? Have you been on a podcast where you brought your guitar and like? I've never done anything like this, dude. Yeah, that's why I love you. I love doing crazy things with you like this. Right, it is kind of crazy. What's a? What's a? Okay, you know what? What's up? Can I do something obscure? Yes, and something that I haven't done in a long time, and it's a cover that Chris Cornell did of one of my favorite artists. Okay, so he covered Billie Jean. Um. On an acoustic guitar. Yep. And, I want you to do this. And I've, I, dude, I've never, again, I, I've, I've never done this, but 
I'm sure I can figure it out. I think you got. I think you've got it figured out. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Archie. asking me if I'm ready? Yeah. I try to remember it. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Can that, can that be the intro, please? Oh, yeah. Can we keep... Yeah, I'm just going to... Turning my mic I'm down. I'm sorry if I messed up. Turning my mic practice. down now, right now. <laughs> she was more like a beauty queen from a movie screen. Said, don't mind, but what do you mean? I am a woman. If you dance on the floor in the round. She told me her name was Billie Jean. She caused the scene. And heavy head turned with eyes a dream of being the one. As we danced on the floor.
Ehab, Amram. Um, yeah, man. That's fun. Dude. I, I haven't like sat here and just like jammed on a guitar like that. No, because I've been like focused on like writing a little bit, you know. So not so much vocals. Okay, okay, okay. Ehab, we're 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 done here. So. Um, as soon as you stop this, I, I'm telling you, man. I, I just look. It, it speaks for itself. I don't need to. I, I don't. You're need a to, very kind man. I don't, I don't need to campaign for. I'm, and I will continue to campaign. <laughs> this is just. I'm being kind of. You know. I'm throwing shit out there. But no, man. That was. Thank you. Thanks for. And thanks thank for doing you. that here for for my buddies and myself. Thank you. We're, guys for we're being all here. huge fans. We know where this is going, and it's kind of cool to kind of. Just capture it here. I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed. Moments like this is why people say, well, you, went to, you went to college, be on the radio? <laughs> well, guess what? It was worth it right now. Ehab, thank you. Thank as you, far man. as this summer, uh, or the rest of the summer in the fall, because yeah. I know we got some, some big shows uh, that are coming up. Yeah, man. Um, so it, talk about this. I'm, I'm tweeting it. Like the guys, <laughs> especially on that Friday night with the whole Metallica thing. Yeah, we're. Fun. Yeah, we're dude. I, like, I, I'm. I'm I'm going to tweet it, Hammett. <laughs> I'm tweeting it, all of them, and just letting them know that be sure to watch that set. Because that's, so awesome. that's how it's going to happen, dude. Someone's going to see you, yeah. and, and then, it's, then the secret's over. Yep. And someone's going to see you, and then that's it. And then they're going to take, then that's it. You're not going to be coming to my fucking garage at that point, but I would love to see you. <laughs> Bob, Bob's awesome, really going to miss you, and the cat. Yeah, dude. I got to get good with Oreo before I, know. I leave. Right on. Yeah, man, so, so what do you guys got coming up, bro? Next month... Um, we're playing Riff Fest. September 18th is like the uh, kind of kickoff. It's a Saturday uh, festival uh, in Michigan. Gotcha. Uh, it's called Riff Fest. We're super excited to be playing. Iconic station there. I, dude. Yeah, they are. Such they a, are. They are. absolutely are. I've, got, are. I've had buddies that went through there, and it's just it's a special station. Yeah, man. They're like just really, really great people, really awesome people. Uh, Rob Zombie's playing uh, that festival, which we're super excited to see. Chevelle, Avatar. A lot of really, really cool bands that we're pumped about. Um, so we're going to be playing, hopefully, that weekend in Michigan, like Grand Rapids the next day. Um, and then the weekend after that, we're at Louder Than Life. Mm. Yep, we're playing. Uh, mm. we're, I know, right? We're playing the 24th, which is the Friday. Uh, super pumped, man, for that. You know, you got everybody from, I mean, who, who isn't on that festival, right? right? Like from Metallica, uh, you've got... Um, I think Volbeat's even on it. Like, yeah. you've got some crazy, crazy names that I can't remember right now because I'm stoned. Um, and then, <laughs> so, the day after You had that, me at Metallica, Yeah, man. we're playing Kansas City the day after, so we're pumped about that as well. And then um, doing some, hopefully, some Colorado dates as we get, um, make our way uh, west to Sacramento. Uh, October 9th, we'll be playing Sa uh, Sacramento at the Aftershock Festival, again, with Metallica and a lot of the Misfits and some really cool <laughs> bands, man. <laughs> So, uh, dude, here's the thing. It, anyway, whatever. When everybody, when they, when they, when you're in front of these people, it's Ehab. Best of luck. Thank you, man. You know, we're honest to I'll God. I'll changing my pants often. It'll be good. And I just, it's just, all you guys, man. It's it's so cool. Uh, the whole the whole Nick dynamic. It's great to hear your guys' story and your you friendship. Have Nick on here sometime. Oh, I absolutely will. And, and Tommy as well. But it, it was cool to like hear how like like two different sets of friends came together and, and are doing this. So, and to be this special and have everyone's backstory, dude, the movie's going to be great, but you got to have the insulators in it. Someone we got to have, we have to have but a who's going to play you. I, if any of us are alive, honestly, by the time the movie comes around, yeah, I mean, dude, that's usually we're, 30, we're 40 years down the road. Man, no, that's, that's way down the road. Yeah, we'll never yeah. see that. What's that? 
Our kids are going to dig the shit Ooh. out of it. Yeah, dude. Our your kids, kids are going to dig. Your kids will play you. That's good. I like that. Ehab, thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> thank you tell tell the boys in South of Eden that we love them. Uh, insulators, <laughs> right, guys? Flight pattern, Bob, are you going to be okay? Yep. I'm worried about him. Thank Ehab, you, I do. I worry about him Dude, sometimes. you're awesome. Freaking, uh, I appreciate you having me on, everybody. Archie, I know, man. the man appreciate of the madness. Awesome. Dude. Unbelievable human. On the next Garage Days, which is going to drop Friday, August 27th, the one and only Dave Man returns to the Hawk's Nest we're going to be drinking the new Iron Maiden beer, Hellcat, Woo. and talking about his recent 102-mile bike ride during Pelotonia. Wow. He is just, and he's just, he's a, he's just, he's the real deal, man. You know when Pelotonia was? It was, uh, it was two weekends ago because August, I got stuck in traffic. August 7th. Okay, okay. <laughs> right on. August 7th on our show day. That's exactly so, right. So we're trying to take a school bus. Oh, my goodness. Through a marathon. It's for a great cause, though. I, it's for a great cause. It is. It was so funny, though. It was. So I know. Funny. But we all know all it's going to happen like, that day. I feel like, it's fine. I feel like that, those de- that day, a bunch of people's times were messed up because they yeah, looked man. up at the bus and they were like, oh, my God, a school bus. And we're waving. They're like slowing down to look at us like, what the heck is that? It's got what? a trailer on the back of it. Dude, when everybody sees your school bus, it's, it's big. It's, it's, I'm telling you. All right. Thank you, Ehab. Dave Mann on the next show. Until the next episode, stay frosty. I'll have to check that out.